You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? I am not Rob Stats Guerrera. I am RJ Ochoa. He is Brandon Lee Gowden, the fantastic Steven Serta on the ones and twos. As always, this is the look ahead on the SB Nation NFL show. And a reminder before we keep going that DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Brandon, like I said, I am not Rob Stats Guerrera. He is not here with us. Um, we are our one horseman shy here on the look ahead. Yeah, I mean, some people who might be tuning in, RJ, could be thinking, wow, this is the NFC East mixtape, which is available mm. on all four NFC East SP Nation uh, properties, if you will. Winning your nation, big blue. That's view. a hard thing to Welcome say, to right? Because I usually say Alex that Saban. on the mixtape. That's a hard thing to, to get out. Um, but yeah, we're here to preview all of the NFL Week 14 games. And what a week it's going to be, RJ. Uh, we are going to preview all of Week 14. We're going to touch on Thursday Night Football, of course. A um, bit of uh, an electric finish, certainly. Uh, one of the more electric finishes that we've gotten across Thursday Night Football um, so far this season. Next week promises to be a great game, and Stats will hopefully be back for that because it is uh, his San Francisco 49ers against the Seattle Seahawks. Will we, will we be recapping a Niners win or loss, Brandon? We're previewing Week 14, not 15, but just predict the future. 49ers are going to win that game. Okay. All right. Wow. All the Seahawks lore has officially dissipated. Um, stats is not here. So while the adults are away, the kids will play. The Russell Wilson impersonation might come out. You never know. You know, just mm. a, a different, different sort of thing. I don't think he deserves that. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's that's a fair point um okay before we get into previewing and touching on uh week 14 we also will do our pick segment um our same game parlay we're really struggling there our locks of the week we have a lot to touch on there um so we'll get there uh but before we do brandon thursday night football as i mentioned the los angeles rams stealing a dub at home uh the mighty home field advantage it is sofi stadium as we all know 17 to 16 the final score thanks to a 98-yard game-winning drive authored by Baker Mayfield, who at this time last week was prepping for a game with the Carolina Panthers. Um, this is um, – the Raiders got to be relegated, dude. Like, this is really, really, really bad. Like, this is embarrassing for Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders, everyone knows it. Everyone's been tweeting it. It's been shared many times, but we'll say it here. They lost to the Jeff Saturday Colts, which at the time you said was, like, I think, like, the worst – like the most embarrassing, maybe not the worst, but the most embarrassing loss of the season, right? You said something like that. Yeah, like the any team had suffered. And I mean, this is right up there, right? You lost to a quarterback, <laughs> like joining a team on like incredibly unprecedented short notice. A quarterback too, who is like you know, uh, not having a great year or like not like you know, like super. Um, that was the, that, to your that was the best Baker Mayfield has looked all season it, long. It, it was crazy. It's uh, so you know, I do think the Raiders need to be crushed here because like. So clearly something is wrong there. 
Uh, we can talk about how maybe they've had some bad luck in some regards, but like, I'm sorry, like these are pathetic losses. You can't, you can't lose that game, especially when you're up at the end like that. That's pathetic. There's no good excuse for that. That's not just bad luck. Like that's pathetic. Like someone has to own this. Like this isn't just like, oh, this wasn't our year. We'll run it back. No, you can't run it. Like there's, there's just a fatal, fundamental flaw here with the Raiders. I, I don't. I guess it's. What do you think it is? What do you? Who do you think needs to go? I feel like someone needs to answer for this. I mean, I. I think that, like, if we look at the chopping block, right, like the eligible candidates, um, Derek Carr is the person I have the least amount of issues with, right? Mm. Like, yeah, I, I think that, like, he's somebody who's, whose face will get painted on a lot of this dysfunction. I think mm. he's, like, it's probably unfair to, to lump Derek Carr there. Now, I will say you only score oh, 16 no. points, you know, against this really bad defense. I mean, you, you can't get it done. I mean, that that's I'm not saying he's guiltless. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying he, he, he shouldn't, you know, bear any of this responsibility. I don't know how you can be hyped about Josh McDaniels, right? Like, I do think we had gotten to, like, er, like my thoughts, honestly, like at halftime, are like, okay, they've done a great job of kind of putting the, like, the Jeff Saturday meme loss behind them. You know, who knows, right? Like, they're they're kind of figuring out maybe they sneak in as a seven seed. Like, it's all, you know, kumbaya and whatnot. But, like, dude, I mean, if somebody has to go, I have a hard time arguing for anybody else above Josh McDaniels. Mm, it's just really tough and i think someone has to answer it, it was so it's just pathetic like, this is this is really 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 bad um on the baker side of it yeah i agree with you this is the most like <laughs> encouraging i've ever seen baker look and i don't know that's gonna last i'm still betting against him more than i am betting on him long term but this is like maybe this is a turning point for him maybe this is uh you know the start of some good things for him um really impressive stuff uh, you know, you can get into whatever the penalty helped him on the drive, whatever. but like still those throws he made on that final drive, those are some really impressive throws. I was like, holy crap. Um, so the, and, game, and win- the game winner was amazing as well. I yes. mean, like it, it was, I don't, it, it felt like, um, and this, like you said, the Saturday uh, Rams thing has been shared a million times. This has been shared a lot too. It felt like his first win when he, when we were introduced to him in the NFL, uh, when they beat the jets, the same Donald yeah. jets. And then they, they, what, what was the, like the Bud Light, um, like mm, the uh fridges the fridge thing that them. they own like it felt like that like that kind of energy yeah i mean it was really impressive and at a certain point during that drive i knew they were gonna win i'm like oh they're gonna win this game like baker has them he, like I, I trust crazy i trusted baker in that moment um so i think that's really cool for him that he got that moment um it might not be lasting that might, that might be the reality this might be a flash in the pan um but to have a moment like that um, I think that probably was really nice for him. And it's just to kind of add the context of what we saw last night. And not only last night, but Monday as well. Adam Schefter had tweeted this out on Friday morning. Uh, teams were, or, or, or sorry, are now four and 551 when trailing by 13 or more points in the final four minutes of in the last five seasons. Half of those four wins have obviously come in the past few days with Tom Brady. And Baker Mayfield, the curse of Dennis Allen, because it was the Saints who lost to Tom Brady and the former team that Dennis Allen was the head coach of um, in the Raiders that lost um, to the Los Angeles Rams. I, I'm with you. Like um, Baker has has made his own bed on a lot of things, um, but this season specifically, like Baker, like Baker's had a, a pretty raw hand dealt to him. Like the, the fact that the Browns were in on Deshaun Watson sent him down this, you know, rabbit hole of dysfunction and chaos. I mean, it was never going to work out in Carolina and was probably not could probably is not going to work out with the Rams but like it was really nice to see Baker get a win like and not literally but just like a, a moment in the sun I know people get a little bit tired when when somebody gets like that moment and in, in their uh, like a favorite of NFL media because now it is this like Baker fest and that that will be annoying by Sunday morning but 
it, I'm, I'm happy for him. Like, soak it up, Baker. Like, he definitely earned it. Um, it is cool in, in that sense. But, um, yeah, I mean, this this was a tough loss. I saw our friends at Pride of Detroit and Jeremy Reisman were really upset because mm. that Rams pick belongs to them. And you that, that's a significant thing. <laughs> like, you go from a three-win team to a four-win team. Um, and the Raiders, like I said, with, you, you mentioned the, the Adam Schefter thing. Like, with four minutes to go in the game, like, every Raiders yeah. fan is thinking, like, okay, like, we're back in the mix. we got the mini-buy coming up. Mm-hmm. They're envisioning Derek Carr, you know, on the on the Thursday night football set with, you know, everybody kind of, you know, yucking it up and having a good time. And you go from that, like, so dramatically to the season's over. Because it is. Like, like any faint hope you had is completely and totally gone. It's just so pathetic. I can't get over how pathetic it is. Like, you can't. It's not. It's not just bad luck to lose these games. All these, and they had some. They had other bad losses that we didn't even bring up, like the one where what? Um, they blew the lead, to, or did they come back against the Cardinals? Or they blow. They, they blew. They blew the lead to the Cardinals, Correct. right? Like a twenty to zero lead. Like it's just pathetic stuff, man. You look at their schedule, and it's just like, like, what do you feel good about? And what is what is the what is the thing that we like to talk about? Like that you hang your head on the future. I mean, Devontae Adams is a really nice player. Okay. But like, that's one thing. Like, Josh Jacobs also, looks, but like, but even then you got to do with the be a free situation. agent, right? Yeah. Like, so like you have to pay him or like, you know, like I, I just don't know, man, I think it stinks and I think they need to start over again. I know that's like a tough pill to swallow a year after hiring a new head coach and everything, but like, I think it's time to start again. I, I will say, I think last night's loss cemented the playoff status of, I'd like insert the team here for 2023. And what I mean by that is like, you're right. Like it's too chaotic with the Raiders, right? Like, and, and it's like, there has to be some sort of like recent, I don't know if that is like, there's, it's very interesting to think about how many one and done coaches they are going to be in the NFL this year. Is Josh McDaniels going to be part of that group, but you, you can see the idea that like the, the Raiders need a reset. I don't know that Devonte Adams is enough to keep Derek Carr around. You know, I don't know what that looks like if, if, you know, that creates some sort of awkwardness, whatever. But what I mean is I think that this loss cements the idea that they have to move on from Derek Carr because they need a new face and that's they've been trying to like half rebuild for a long time and so unlike Matt Ryan a year ago where he has this falling out with the Falcons and he goes to a new team to hopefully resuscitate them I do think Derek Carr can adequately do that like I'm I'm not saying Derek Carr is perfect but I think he is partly weighed down by the Raiders in a way that like to use my example Matt Ryan wasn't weighed down by the Falcons he he was part of the weighing down you know what I'm saying so like if Derek Carr's on the Jets next year, I was going to say to the Jets. <laughs> yeah, like that—that's a playoff team, as far as I'm concerned. I think he's that good still. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, this is really bad, and he—he he certainly deserved a good amount of blame for this loss. Um, and I think back to the game where the Raiders got shut out. They got shut out by the Saints. Like, what is that? What is going on? A 24 to zero loss to the Saints earlier this season. Like this, there's so many pathetic performances on their schedule that I, I just feel like you kind of have to scrap. Like a lot of this, like I, I just don't know what you really feel good about here uh, moving forward in the future. So uh, it's a bummer. All right. That is our Thursday night football recap. There are 12 games that we are going to talk about because we will give one sentence on Monday Night Football. Brandon, do you know of those 12 games, how many are division games, like within the same division? Six. Seven. Pick me. One, two, three. Pick one. On three. Pick three presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It is a like th- this is a seismic week, or it has the potential to be right. Like if these games go a certain way, like the the standings as we know them could look very different this time next week. Uh, so we're gonna get to all that um, after we take a quick break. But before we do that, we are going to get to our pick three segment, which is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Brandon, it is time for locks of the week. 
Uh, we do have to revisit last week because I want to. Um, you locked up the Commanders uh, as two and a half point favorites against the Giants, and they tied. Pathetic. Lame. The rare stupid. scenario where the team you uh, expect to cover doesn't lose the game and still. That's extremely rare. Uh, but you lost um, the lock. Stats applied uh, the Rob Statsker kiss of death to the Seattle Seahawks as seven-point favorites over the Rams. They did win, uh, but did not cover. I appropriately locked up the Las Vegas Raiders, who were one-point dogs against the Chargers. They won that game. Um, you know, It was more of a lack of belief in the Chargers than it was a belief in the Raiders, as evidenced mm-hmm. by Thursday night. You are 8-5 and five on the season. I am 6-5-2. and two. Stats an abysmal 3 Eight and two. Uh, now we have um, no stats here on the show, but he did send his lock in. So he, I mentioned kiss of death. He has locked up the Philadelphia Eagles as seven mm. point favorites at present time at home against the New York Giants. So for the second week in a row, he is locking up a, a greenish bird mascot um, against a team with blue in their in their color scheme that is seven point favorites. Does this make you nervous as an Eagles fan? Uh, when it comes to covering, absolutely. I still feel very good about the Eagles winning this game. But, I mean, it's not a team to bet against on uh, for mm. stats. Like, the, the I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Giants have the best record against the spread this year. And, and the Eagles um, are like 7-5 and five or something like that? Like, they are yeah, not, the, you know, solid cover. 9-3 against the spread, and they're specifically 7-1 and one as underdogs. Um, so, and then they're obviously underdogs this week. So I don't know that this is like the, I would be making for lock of the week. It's a division game. Uh, I am going to take the Eagles to cover. So I disagree with, well, well, no, hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. But this is just but, his um, lock. But, yeah, we don't want, I, I know, am we'll, saying, uh, I want to sell the you floor. know, or, sorry, right, no, I do agree with stats. He's taking the Eagles to cover. No, yeah, he, I agree with him. But he's I, locking the Eagles. That's what yes, you're, you're right. saying. No, but you're saying you are, so you are going to take the Eagles to cover. So you think yes. this, this particular one is safe. But um, I think it's not the sm- the most likely smartest bet, is what I have to say. Interesting. Steven Serta letting us know that Brian mm. Dable just said it. It was possible that Saquon Barkley um, might not play. So we'll see. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that. Definitely lock when, that up. When we preview the game um, at length, maybe seven is, is kind of a steal at this point in time. Um, I'll let you go first, Brandon. Who is your lock of the week and why? Yeah, this was decided for me when I saw a tweet <laughs> on it. whatever Wednesday night or whatever it was. Where you, you slacked us thought... at like midnight. You were so excited <laughs> to lock this up. Well, it was like, I mean, I'm a, any kind of listener to any kind of podcast that I do knows that. And probably to an, an annoying amount, I talk about vibes and how much vibes matter. I mean, Jalen Rager, like guaranteeing a win as like a whatever fifth receiver slash partner turner or whatever he is on that team and not a good player, clearly not a good NFL talent, uh, is locking up a win for the Vikings over the Lions. I'm like, instantly, that is absolutely going to come back in his face and blow up. So, yeah, give me the Lions. The Lions have been playing better recently. And the Vikings, come on, man. Like, they are so lucky this year. Like, 9-0 and in one-score games. They are due. They're due to lose one of these one-score games. Not even because necessarily I'm saying, like, they're terrible, although there are some metrics to, to suggest, like, they're not even as good as the Lions. But you can't just get all that luck. You're going to have a bad bounce at some point at the end of a game, an unfortunate call that goes against you. And I just feel like the Lions, who, honestly, they need this game more, too. Like, the Vikings don't really, like, need this game as much as the lions do and i think there's something to that i think the lions win and cover the two point spread uh two and a half points okay um, so, so the, two the, and a half the lions do the lions are two and a half point favorites against the 11 and two uh minnesota vikings which 
Um, Doesn't that tell you something? To me, that's not just like, oh, the line two, is way out of whack. Two, sorry. Um, uh, no, 10 and 2. I said 11. Oh, yeah. Two, I so. think that's the, the line is telling you there's like a reason why this line is. I think that like I think that people like the, the, the market doesn't favor the Vikings. I think that I think that odds makers are trying to entice that. Like, and, and I see like I, I'm totally and we'll get to the game. But like I, I can accept your logic when it comes to the Lions winning this game. But like that's two and a half points. I mean, and I recognize that like that's not a lot. But like, you know, I, I would like this bet more if the Vikings were favored. Because because you're yeah. right, like the, they're kind of ripe for a loss and whatever. But now you're asking the Lions to cover, um, mm-hmm. not exactly a, a stable franchise or team as as well as they're playing lately. But um, you know, hey, yeah, well, we'll get there. But uh, interesting lock nonetheless. I don't think no, we have locked up the Lions at a certain point in time. There's there's very few teams that haven't been locked once um, so far this year, and I think one of them is mine. Um, Lamar Jackson not going to play on Sunday for the Baltimore Ravens. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are trying mm. like heck. Uh, to avoid falling under 500 for Mike Tomlin. They are two-point favorites. Steelers-Ravens mm. games are just so great, and you can always count on them to be, like, rough and tough and gross. Um, and I do think that Mike Tomlin is one of those coaches who, when he smells blood in the water, like the Ravens being without Lamar Jackson, is really capable of kind of getting the win that they need. Um, if there is a team whose players play for their coach, I would put Pittsburgh right up there at the very top. And with the Raiders losing, I mean, this below 500 thing mm. can now turn into, like, a, a playoff rallying cry for the Steelers. So I will Will totally take the Steelers as two point favorites over the Baltimore Ravens. It's a bummer. I'm sorry, Kyle Barber. I wanted the Ravens to be good this year, and they're out without Lamar, which is obviously not fair right now. But I mean, the, the Ravens. There's some bad energy on the Ravens right now. You talk about vibes like their last three weeks. They are they have won two of those games to be fair, but they they struggled to beat the Panthers. They struggled obviously to beat the Broncos, and they lost to the Jaguars. So who got blown out by the Lions? Yeah. I mean, like you said, bad vibes, and you know, I think the Ravens are still going to make the playoffs here. But if they uh, lose this game, their odds drop down to about eighty percent, so it'll take a little bit of a hit. And uh, imagine like two years odds? in a row. What 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 are the division odds switch to? I don't know if you have that. So oh, the division odds would go down to just thirty nine percent, so they would not be even the favorites there anymore. So um, you know, we'll see what the Bengals do too. But I mean, I just think it's crazy that. If the Bengals or sorry, the Ravens collapse, even if they make the playoffs, but kind of collapse out of the first in the division again, two years in a row. Like this is what precedes the big Lamar Jackson contract. Like that's that's what's that's what leads up to that moment. Um, because we know, you know, in the postseason, mm-hmm. he hasn't had the most success. It's not like he's setting himself for up, up for more success by not getting home games in the playoffs. So it's tough. Um, the Steelers, I just wanted to be a uh, matter of fact about this are currently the 11th seed in the AFC. Um, so there are three non wildcard teams ahead of them. Um, at the moment, they are the Browns, the chargers and the Patriots. Um, the Browns play the Bengals this week and we'll, we'll obviously get to that game. The chargers play the dolphins this week. Um, the Patriots play the Cardinals, um, based on our SB nation NFL expert picks. Um, I know the way you think that game's going to go, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a seismic week. Like, there's going to be a team who's, like, very much on the outside looking in that is going to be somewhere near the mix at the end of it because of all the divisional games happening. So the Steelers definitely have a path. Those are um, our pick threes, though. It is now time, Brandon, for our same game parlay. Uh, last week, we had Colts at Cowboys. Uh, it was a huge game, huge fourth quarter, at least, and we all missed. Literally none of us got it right. It was really pathetic, really embarrassing. Stats is in the lead um, in this particular competition on the season. He is six and seven. You are five and eight, and I am four and nine, but collectively, we are 0 and 13. We have yet Jeez. to fully hit on the same game parlay. Uh, we do Sorry, generally stick to, to Sunday night football. That 
means this week we are doing Dolphins at Chargers. Stats has sent his in, as mentioned. Uh, he is taking the over for points on the Los Angeles Chargers at 24 and a half. I think that's a bit precarious, um, but, you know, hey, that's up to stats. So where are you going on the same game parlay? Yeah, I'm going to take a Tyree kill anytime touchdown. Feels like a pretty generally safe bet. Um, there are only six teams this year that have allowed more touchdowns than the uh, Chargers have. Two wide receivers specifically. Tyreek has a touchdown in three out of his last four games. Um, a very you know talented player who's hard to keep out of the end zone uh, and hard to prevent making big plays. So I will bet on that. Mm. Okay, so Tyreek Hill, anytime touchdown score. Um, I like that. I am taking, so we have Chargers points. We have Tyreek Hill. We have both sides represented. I am going on the Chargers side of things, and I am taking Austin Eckler over 69 and a half receiving yards nice. at plus 300. Thank you very much. Austin Eckler, the last two weeks, I've uh, been getting it done through the air. 67 receiving yards against the Raiders and 60 uh, against the Cardinals the week before. And I don't mean this as the insult it's going to sound like, but Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler are kind of kings of the dump off garbage time, you know, yardage, right? Like, like that is the thing. Like, you know, dump off, dump off, dump off. I, I could see that happening like five to eight times, and that just accumulating enough for seventy yards. That is, um, you know, Austin Eckler is a, a monster in PPR formats if you have him in in fantasy. So, um, that is our same game parlay. Obviously, we uh, we're hoping to hit. Is this the one? It maybe it is because Stats isn't here. He's kind of like the bad luck when it comes to this. <laughs> Poor Stats. Uh, I'm gonna say yes um okay we believe all right let's take a very quick break and then we will fly through all of the week 14 games hey this is scott galloway author professor entrepreneur and most importantly host of the prop g podcast we got a special series running on right now called the future of work where i answer all your questions on surprise the future of work Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Brandon, welcome back from the break. During the break, you said you went to Stats' house and you gave him a hug. How was it? Uh, I don't think Stats would want me to do that. <laughs> I don't think he'd want me to be there, number one. Uh, I don't think he would want me to give him a hug, number two. Uh, so that would probably not make him feel good. Wow. Um, so we are going to get through the remaining 11 games. I'm sorry, Excuse me, 12 games of Week 14 because we will offer you one sentence on Monday Night Football. Brandon and I each have one zap, which means we can zap the other um and stop their thoughts uh when it comes to whatever is going to be said about the game in hand steven serta behind the glass does have a zap himself uh so he can say i don't want to hear what you have to say about this game we cannot be zapped uh regarding the games of the teams that we cover so nobody's right. gonna zap brandon for the eagles for me for the cowboys so that being said brandon i'm gonna go in order uh so steven is aware because stats normally handles this um that DraftKings has these games listed in um again DraftKings our sponsor here at sb nation uh the new york jets visiting the buffalo bills they got this win the first time, Brandon, the Jets did. Uh, they are 10-point dogs. The mm. New York football Jets are Mike White looking to make it two on the season. A season sweep for the Jets over the Bills. Do we think this is happening? The Bills coming off uh, the mini-buy, having played on Thursday Night Football a week ago and Thanksgiving the week before that. Yeah, I'm going to bet on the Bills here. You know, it's tough to see the Jets sweeping them, especially <laughs> in Buffalo. Uh, Jets have, don't get me wrong, Jets have some moxie. But I think the Mike White thing is 
it's just tough because like is he better than Zach Wilson? Yes. Are the vibes better with him than Zach Wilson? Immeasurably. But I think the talent is limited there and you're gonna see turnovers and the Bills are primed to take advantage of those turnovers. So I'm gonna have to bet on the Bills here. They need this win. They didn't have a win in the division until last week. They really need these division wins. They're gonna be out for blood in this one. And they're capable of winning big against a division opponent, as we just saw against the Patriots. Who we found twice. twice. We um we found out this week that Von Miller done for the season. That was obviously not known until this week. So huge bummer for them. Um, I have to imagine they had some sort of inkling of that. Obviously, um, mm-hmm. I do think that we did not give the Bills enough credit. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I know that I know that's hard to say because they get so much what? love on, on a national <laughs> level. But hear me out. Like for what they did. Um, so they're this is their first home game in forever and their first home game since chaos the last home game they were supposed to have they had to play in detroit because of the snowstorm and they go there they, they get the win it's kind of ugly against the browns you know but a win is a win is a win is a win right um so okay what happens after that they got to pack up and return back to detroit for thanksgiving and that game's super close against the lions goes down all the way to them but they get the win and then what happens after that and i can tell you this is not an easy thing but normally if you play on thanksgiving you get a week and a half off no the bills got the thursday night treatment and had to play seven days later on the road. So they have played three straight games on the road, one of which was supposed to be at home. It's their first time, you know, getting to sleep in their own beds consistently. They get a week and a half. I mean, and you, you mentioned that they need this win. Last week, in addition to obviously getting through that stretch undefeated, they got a lot of help around the conference. The Kansas City Chiefs lost to the, the Cincinnati Bengals. They are now in pole position for the number one seed in the AFC. And they're a team that I think is capable of, like, kind of putting a stranglehold on that kind of stuff right like like this is within sight let's lock it down um so yeah i i will take the bills and i will lay the points because i really think that they're just going to kind of send a message so you're saying that josh allen is going to refuse to lose this game i love you pete tweeney but yeah he is going to refuse to lose um okay let's move on the philadelphia eagles visiting the new york giants um that has actually moved to seven and a half so stats got it at seven um oh, wow. so so, you know, interesting. Uh, but it's seven and a half at present moment. I know our banner says seven, but just letting you know what the, the website says. This wow, really firing um, shots at Steven here. Steven, it was remember that, Steven, just... when, you, when you go to zap someone. Um, the uh, Last year, the Eagles lost at MetLife Stadium to Joe Judge's New York Giants. Uh, the Giants have not won a game in a very long time, but they did tie last week um, at MetLife Stadium. And they need this. Like on the subject of teams who really need a win, mm. the Giants are on the verge of falling all the way out of playoff contention, especially with a game against the Commanders next week at FedEx Field. Looming, uh, Brandon, your thoughts? The Commanders team that, as Ed Valentine uh, kind of made me aware of uh, directly, that has had now like is going to have three weeks to prepare for the same opponent, the same Giants team. So big. How did he make them. you aware of that? We've been talking about that on the mixtape forever. I never like thought about that exclusively. Like, oh wow, yeah, that's I, that, that makes a lot of. Sense. I didn't think of it in that specific way. I knew they had the matchup, but anyway, um, yeah. As I don't know, did you say the other this thing about Saquon that St- Stephen put in the chat here earlier? Well, we said it at the beginning, so it okay. would be impossible that somebody is listening now that wasn't listening then. But just for what it's worth, Brian Dable said it is possible that his status on Sunday is in doubt. He hopes he will play, but his neck is sore. So we will yeah. see. Yeah, he was added to the Thursday injury report as limited with a neck injury. So not great. And I think that's very significant because uh, Saquon was this Giants team's identity. When they were winning games earlier this year, he was awesome. He was making his doubters, RJ, you and me included, uh, look foolish. Oh, thank you. But all of a sudden, 
uh, I think we're, we're seeing that like we're kind of wondering if that was really sustainable and leaning on Saquon that heavily, you know, is really something you can count on. I don't, I, you know, I think we're seeing that it might not be, and he has not been the same player anyway recently, and that has coincided with the Giants' relative recent struggles where they're one, three, and one in their last five games with the sole win being a one-score game over the Houston Texans, and that was at MetLife. Like, that's your best win in that stretch. Really not the most impressive game. Um, that's so, all occurring since the bye, too, by the way. Yes. Like, that's their post-bye schedule. I said at the time, coming out of the bye, they were due some for some losses here. They've happened. Uh, they're just so banged up, I think, is part of the problem. Um, I think Dable, on the whole, has done a good job of getting probably the offenses overachieved relative to the talent he's working with. But at some point, it's just like they just don't have the horses. They don't have enough, and the Eagles very much do. Eagles have a lot of talent, and I think the Eagles can absolutely score on this team. Uh, I mentioned Ed Valentine earlier. He literally said something to the effect of, like, it's, like, laughable to think that the Giants can stop the Eagles' run game because the Giants' run defense has been bad, and they might be missing Leonard Williams. And Dexter Lawrence, their best defender, especially in the middle there, is coming off a game where he had to play like something like 77 snaps because it went to overtime. So I think he's tired. He's worn down. Um, and I just think the Giants are due for another loss here. And it's going to be painful from the sense of like promising start to the year, but they're really in position to slip out of the playoffs. It is a tough scene right now for the New York Giants. And if they do lose this game, like we said, and then lose next week against the Commanders, mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of all she wrote. Um, and they get the Vikings can... after that. Right. So... I don't think this is likely to be very clear, but like the way this game is won is this is the like, we got to pay Daniel Jones game, right? Like Dan- Daniel Jones has like a heroic, you know, 400 yard, four touchdown performance that that is, no, I, again, I don't think this is likely, but like, especially given the fact that Saquon is kind of dipping right now from a reliability standpoint, like that's what it takes right, right here. You have to have that like elite quarterback performance. And I, I think that's incredibly unlikely. Uh, I'm the only, honestly the only thing that gives me pause is that stats locked up the Eagles, and the trend here on this show is that that um, doesn't work out. Uh, it makes me want to take the Giants to cover, but I will still lay the points. I will take the Eagles. I just don't see how the Giants go shot for shot with them. Like maybe it's cute and and and, and fun early on, but but the Eagles have too much talent and, and will ultimately pull away. Unless, like I said, Daniel Jones just goes supernova for one game, uh, which Joe Judge did a year ago um, in a theoretical sense against the Eagles. Mm, and Metlife. That's not really true. I mean, but he got the win. You know, it was whatever. a 13-7 to win. So All he right, went so supernova. We're both taking um, the Eagles to win, Eagles to cover, obviously, stats is as well. Um, third division game in a row. Like I said, there's a lot of them happening this week. The Cleveland Browns are visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, still um, working with Deshaun Watson and his return. Meanwhile, the Bengals uh, take the Bengals to win. I know you don't want to talk about the Browns. This is actually kind of a mercy zap for you. This is thank a, you. I'm just yeah. I'm taking the Bengals to win and cover just for okay. my full gotcha. pick. Uh, and I'm gonna do the same here. Uh, I love Joe Burrow. I think I think he is. We had a very controversial discussion on the NFC East mixtape this week, which RJ can now not talk about, uh, where, you know, I was like, Dak doesn't scare me right now. You know, a quarterback who does really scare me, Joe Burrow, as like things are heating up down the stretch here. I just have confidence. I know the Bengals have some work to do. I know they have a tough schedule, but I really believe in him right now. And I think he's going to lead them to an AFC, another AFC North title. And I just think that's a scary team. I know uh, the Bengals have had struggles against the Browns specifically. This hasn't been a great matchup for them, but I trust in Joe Burrow a lot right now. I certainly trust a lot more in him than I do the Browns quarterback right now. So give me the Bengals to win and cover. 
So uh, we're taking all three favorites so far um, here. We're simpatico. I think this is the point where we have the first uh, level of disagreement. Um, I still have my zap. Steven still has his zap, just so we're clear. The Detroit Lions, as mentioned, are you got them at two and a half. It's now two. Um, mm. So you actually laid an extra point. So sorry about that. Uh, Lions are two point favorites at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Lions look maybe the best they've looked all season a week ago in their domination of the Jaguars. And that's you know, not a, a huge indictment. They've played really good football. Jared Goff definitely looked the best that he's looked all season. I think Jared Goff is starting to make Lions fans question, like, should we use that Rams pick mm, on a quarterback? Yeah. I mean, but no, like, don't but, fall into that trap. Lions I know. Fans. But but like, that's a good problem to have. Like, ultimately, no, there, there's it's not. No, like <laughs> there is there is an answer that you should ultimately always reach. But it is good that he is playing this way. Right. Like it's helpful for the development of Amonra St. Brown. We'll see if Jamison Williams gets more involved offensively this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vikings, um, you know, took took maybe up to the 11th hour, but they did beat the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. They are hanging on another one score win, as you, you love to point out. I. I don't like – I'm not in the, like, I can't believe the Vikings are underdogs thing. But I do think it's really weird that the Vikings are underdogs. I will take the Vikings, especially because I'm getting points. Like, all they have to do is win to cover. Like, that's I, – I think that they are a more sound team. I think they are a better team. Like you said with uh, the Jets, actually, just because Mike White is better than Zach Wilson does not mean that Mike White is amazing. Just mm-hmm. because I think the Vikings are better than the Lions does not mean I think that they are amazing. I told you guys this earlier in the week. The Vikings are very good, and I predicted that, but – they're worse than I thought they would be, right? Like, like I thought that they would be much like stronger offensively and more reliable, and that was why I believed in them. So they've gotten here in no way the, the way I thought that they would, but I will take the Vikings particularly because I'm getting points. Yeah, it's kind of funny how the narrative has shifted on the Lions who went from being like, okay, they're the darling of the NFL, hard knocks and everything. They're going to be scrappy this year and then, you know, have a good week one performance against the Eagles where they almost come back and then obviously took a big nosedive. And it's like, no, this team is actually bad. And Dan Campbell is a joke and blah, blah, blah. And now they're coming back on a little bit. Um, I, I am excited for their offense with what they have going on there. Uh, their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, getting a lot of attention. Um good offensive line i don't really believe in golf but he is a quarterback who apparently you can have and have a good offense with um i don't think he's the straw that stirs the drink there um there's a lot of talented playmakers to work with you mentioned jameson williams really interested to see what he can do Mm -hmm. in his second game i don't know if he'll be quite as limited maybe he will be in his second game um but i feel like they're gonna it's coming that that deep shot to him it's coming and maybe he kind of just like breaks a game wide open and why not here? I already kind of went into this earlier about the Rager part of it all. And so why it's my lock of the week. Uh, but the Vikings are due for losses and they're going to lose this game. One of the funnier things I saw this week, um, you ever see like a, like a, like on, on different teams subreddits, like somebody will say like the like Cowboys fan coming in peace, right? Like to like the Eagle subreddit yep. to like make a discussion post or whatever. Um, I saw one on the Lions subreddit and it was titled Vikings fan coming in absolute violence. And so I was like kind of interested. And so I opened it up and the person was like, this is so stupid. You are supposed to be the team that we can count on for two wins a season against. You are supposed to be the team whose offense has one generational player that winds up hating you and retires and like all these things. And, and they were like, it, it was really like this funny compliment. It was like, you're not supposed to be this like sound offense and this team that can play great football. Like you're not supposed to be this team that is making this game stressful for me. So it was just a really kind of indication at, at where the Lions are. Kudos to Dan Campbell, because I do think he's he's doing it. Like he's doing, I think people were way too early and, and crowned the process a little bit too early but they are finally becoming a sound 
you know, te- a, a real NFL franchise and mm-hmm. good for the Lions, good for their fans, uh, good for Pride of Detroit, which everybody should check out. So, um, OK, let's head on over to Arlington, where the Dallas Cowboys will play their third home game in a row. They opened as 16 and a half point favorites against their in-state rivals, the Houston Texans. Um, I actually don't know that it's a rivalry, but whatever. Um, they are currently 17 no. point favorites. The Dallas Cowboys are Davis Mills will start at quarterback for the Texans, not Kyle Allen. Um I will take the Cowboys to to win, obviously, and to cover. I recognize that's a lot of points, but I'm just that uncomfortable betting on the Texans in any capacity. Like, I don't know that this is another 54 to 19 win for the Cowboys, but I know that they're capable of exploding like that, and the Texans are not. Uh, Cowboys really finding themselves. They're they're at a, I wouldn't call it a lull in their schedule, but they're playing the AFC South now, and and that was always going to be a point where they would be able to add wins to the win column. Um, They're uh, they're moving and grooving. I'll take the Cowboys. I'll lay the points. By the way, I mentioned this on the mixtape. But this should be the Cowboys' 10th win of the season, which will give them consecutive seasons of double-digit wins for the first time since 1995 and 1996. That is sad, pathetic, and lame. Why are those years, like, relevant? I know, but, like, again, I I do think that's, like, noteworthy. I I think it's noteworthy that they are are becoming Mm. a a reliably good football team, which they have not been. The last time they went to the championship game? Well, they, they haven't been that way. They've they've and they have been a playoff team in consecutive years since then. Um, but but you know, each of those two times they were a wild card team below 10 wins. Um, in fact, if the Cowboys are a wild card, it will be their first playoff appearance as a wild card team specifically since 2006. They've just happened to either be in it. That's the thing, like they've either been really good or really bad. They've they've had no sustainability and they are finally becoming that team, which is exciting. As a Texan, RJ, someone who lives in Texas. Uh, how far is Dallas from Houston regarding the rivalry? Um, like, how long of a drive f- do you think? Oh, I mean, it's like five hours. See, like, like that's so no, like it's it's so far. Like, I think people think. I mean, um, Texas is really big. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> like, I mean, it, I know yeah. that's like people know that in theory, but I don't know if everyone knows like that. That they're like those two cities are like so. That's well, like so how far? How far of a drive is Philadelphia to Pennsylvania to Pittsburgh? Same thing. It's about like five hours. So you yeah. know, it's like right. and but there's no but there's no rivalry between the Eagles and that's, Steelers. I I do think like I think everybody has that like rival that's not a rival, and it's right. it's different because at least like the you know I don't know if you know this the Steelers and Eagles used to be one team. They were called <laughs> Steelers. But you like, say this more than anyone else. <laughs> but like. Um, the Texans are, are still relatively new. Like, you know what I mean? They've only been in the NFL sure. for 20 years. So they're it's the not newest like, NFL team, right? Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. not like there's, you know, like a, uh, you know, even like you could find a, a Steelers Eagles game from like the seventies. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you did feel that way, like if, mm-hmm. if you have parents or grandparents, like odds are somebody in your family, if, if you're from that area, like you were on opposing sides like that. Nobody's really grown up that way. Mm-hmm. If you're a Cowboys or Texans fan, it's just kind of been, and they had a really fun little stretch in the early part of last decade with the Matt Schaub, Arian Foster, Andre Johnson teams. But other than that, they've just been really bad. Yeah. I'll take the Cowboys to cover. I just think, I mean, they've had, you know, some big wins here and the Texans have nothing going. There's, they're just, they're taking baby. They're trying to get that number one overall pick as they should be. Sure. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, two more uh, part, two more games in the noon slate. Another division rivalry, um, as noted. The Tennessee Titans are hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans are four mm. point favorites in this game. Titans coming off of that rough loss in Philadelphia. The Jaguars coming off of that rough loss against Detroit. Um, I don't know that Tennessee needs this game to stay in the playoff hunt because um, this this division is so bad. But um, I think they need it for good vibes and good energy. Yeah, that was a uh, well, it was a demoralizing loss uh, for some more than others in Tennessee with the guy who decided it was oh. a good idea to trade A.J. Brown getting fired, which possibly an overreaction to one bad trade, but also it was a really, really dumb and bad trade. Um, 
I mean, even if Traylon Burks is awesome, you just I don't it just doesn't seem like good process to to do what he did uh, to get rid of like a potential a, a player with a Hall of Fame kind of ceiling in AJ Brown. Like I'm not saying he's guaranteed to be that, but like that is like an outcome, and not an, a crazy outcome to think that could happen. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the Titans to win this because I think they bounce back. Um, you know. They just ran into it. The, the Titans losing to the Eagles wasn't about them like looking awful and like being terrible as much as just they ran into a team that was way better than them. And, and you saw what that looked like. Um, they're also decently banged up in Philly, uh, maybe a little bit healthier this week. Um, so, and it's hard to trust the Jags, man. As much as I love Doug Peterson, like it feels like every time Trevor Lawrence turns the corner, he makes you not believe in him again. <laughs> or... Well, on, on the subject, he did not practice on Thursday. Trevor Lawrence did not. I don't know how well you've been monitoring the situation, but the, the Cowboys visit the Jaguars next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so second straight day he didn't practice. That, doesn't it kind of smell like like knowing that? Like, couldn't you see like uh like he's placed on injured reserve next week, like shut down for the rest shut of the season down. type thing? Because because he had the the scary you know almost injury in Detroit last week. Like it kind of it kind of I mean obviously I don't want that. Like I, I want every player to be healthy, but like it, it just it feels like that. You know what I mean? We we do kind of tend to see that this time of year. Yeah, just kind of you know punt on the season, get to twenty twenty three healthy. Um, um, who's the Jags backup quarterback? It is uh, CJ Beathard. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, who yeah, the Cowboys the have Titans. played before, but if it comes down yeah. to that, so. give me the Titans to cover. Uh, so we are taking the favorites in in agreement on that on every game so far in the noon slate, except mm-hmm. for the um, Vikings Lions game. We're split on that uh, final noon game. I already mentioned I'm taking the Steelers and laying the two points at home against the Baltimore Ravens. But what are your thoughts? Um, I'm gonna zap. take this is a mercy zap because again, I'm gonna take the. Uh, I'll take I'll take the Ravens plus two actually. Okay, so we do disagree here. So um, we actually again fully in agreement on all the favorites except for the games that are two point lines. <laughs> so, uh, I and we both took the purple uh, dog in that game because I took the Vikings as two point dogs against purple the dog. Um, purple dogs. It's like Clifford's cousin or something. Um, I guess you're not supposed to be speaking right now. Um, and you, you know what? Like what since you can't speak right now, let me say that if Lamar Jackson gets healthy and comes back he has every opportunity to play at an mvp level and really carry the ravens into the playoffs like the mighty amazing wonderful quarterback that he truly and totally is um shout out to the purple dogs um okay let's move on to the afternoon window um do you know how many afternoon games there are brandon i don't know like three there are exactly three which means um you win nothing but we do have one zap remaining um i don't know if steven's going to use it here but the kansas city chiefs are visiting the denver broncos this was supposed to be the sunday night football game but you know um wow i was gonna do the russ impersonation i'll take the chiefs. You, do you i mean you can still do that if you want. No, you can't no do i can't I, that, i'm not gonna violate the spirit of the zap i will the chiefs are nine point favorites i will take them to win and cover the this game the chiefs are going to cover in this game but it is going to be ugly. They are going to look totally disinterested in this football game. And so anyone who is expecting this huge bounce back performance from the Kansas City Chiefs after losing to the Cincinnati Bengals, you're going to be let down. The Chiefs do this every single season. They're going to be totally disinterested in this game. It's going to be ugly. Luckily, Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett are so bad that they can't score touchdowns at all. So Denver's probably going to have like 12 points in this game because that's what they do each and every week. I keep telling myself they're going to fall into like an accidental 24-point performance. No, they don't do that. It's 12 points every week, 13 points every week. They're absolutely awful. This game is going to suck, and it's not going to be fun for anybody, but the Kansas City Chiefs will still cover. Yeah, the 
uh, Broncos have the fewest amount of touchdowns in the uh, NFL this season. 14. It's 30 fewer than the Eagles, by the way. <laughs> Can I, I just want on that note, the Cowboys have 15. No, no, you're zapped. You can't talk. You're zapped. What? You're done. <laughs> you're done. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I think, here's what I'm going to say. To me, it's a lock that at least one of these Chiefs-Broncos games coming up, because I think people are looking at that on the schedule and being like, wow, the Chiefs schedule is so easy, and it is. But I think one of those games is going to be a real slog. still think the Chiefs very well might win both, but I think it's not just going to be like a blowout each time. One of them might be, but I think the other one's going to be like a real slog that kind of doesn't feel great. Could be this one. Um, so, I, man, I can't take the points because the Broncos are just so bad and they don't score points. But I, I am going to say that I think it will look a little testy here until the Chiefs ultimately pull away at the end, and I'll take the Chiefs to cover. The um, the deep dive that somebody gets on the Broncos in the offseason is going to be exhausting. Like the the deep introspective, like 12,000 word think piece that's written about them that Russell Wilson offer quotes for is going to be just the worst. Um, the Carolina Panthers, the Baker Mayfield list Carolina Panthers will visit the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday afternoon. Uh, the Seahawks are four and a half point favorites. Seahawks coming off of that. You know, maybe closer than anybody would have liked win against the L.A. Rams. Seahawks still uh, in playoff contention, not only in playoff contention, but with the Jimmy Garoppolo injury. And we'll get to the Niners in a moment here. Seahawks have every opportunity to win the NFC West. So do they win this game? Do they cover? Hmm. Panthers have been a little bit like sneaky, competitive more so. Well, lately. and the NFC South is available. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, technically, dead. I think the Seahawks don't deserve the benefit of the doubt right now. I think they've had some shaky performances recently. Not that like they the Panthers extremely do, but I think it's just more about like Seahawks prove me wrong. Like I, I, I believed in you and more recently kind of make me a little bit nervous here. So I think Seahawks don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. I think they need to go out and prove uh, the people who are kind of doubting them wrong here and they need to, need to go out and not only win this game, but do it, you know, by like, you know, a touchdown, like do it pretty comfortably. Not like it comes down to the last minute again, um, especially as you're trying to really, assert yourself and take advantage of the 49ers losing Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, so that's the kind of performance they need. I'm not sure I can totally count on that right now. So I will take the points. I think they can still win the game, but I think it could be a little bit sweated out. Like it just was against the Rams for them. Um, we will get to 49ers bucks in a moment, but that's the thing. If you're this, that these games are only happening in parallel. So if you're the Seahawks, you could, you should win this game, right? You're four and a half point favorites. It is very possible that the Niners lose to the bucks. Although obviously, you know, bit of a coin flip at, at this point with Tampa. Um, so you could walk out of this week. If you're the Seahawks with both of you at eight and five, and then you play on Thursday night, right? Like, and that's, that's the division. Cause I don't know if you know this. Um, if, if the Seahawks, the Seahawks are currently three and one in division. And the Niners are four and zero in division. So if Seattle were to, to you know, if, if things were to go Seattle's way, they win. San Francisco loses, and they win on Thursday night. They have not only leapfrogged San Francisco, but now they they have five wins in division to San Francisco only having four and only having one more left. So um, big time stakes. Um, I'm with mm. you. Like I, I I'm How do you like not your steak. Uh, medium. Mm. What about you? I think medium rare is the right answer. Right, that's like the canonical answer. Yeah. So Bob, you're um, pretty basic. Interesting. Mm. I'm not six a big foot, steak guy, though. Six foot five, basic, randomly gotten. Um, trying to shoehorn. It's really sad. I mean, what's your height? I'm five nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm but I, nine. but I'm honest I'm a about it. Taller like, than you. I, I'm 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 fully transparent about my height. Like I'm not. I mean, trying so to, am I. I'm not I trying to like add trying to overcompensate here by trying to make me seem shorter. I'm not trying to overcompensate. I was given I was given a specific set of instructions, and I'm a man of honor, so I follow that um, to a T. That being said, um, I'll take the Seahawks. Um, I'm but I'm with you. Like. Don't lose this game. Like it's it's really how I feel. Like don't do, don't like be close to losing this game. Like go out yeah. and look like a really good team. 
and that's like you you can't lose this game like you you've like restore the vibes like you you have such a <laughs> such rare opportunities to restore the vibes you can do that here for the Seahawks and give us a good Thursday night like it would be really fun you know what I mean to go into next Thursday night it would be such a whimper of a Thursday night game if yeah. Seattle loses this game right um so I really 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 want Seattle to win and I will take them and I will lay the points uh I mentioned it the San Francisco 49ers was Brock Purdy um I'm I'm over the Purdy puns like I'm so over it like it is annoying at this They're point in pretty time. annoying, aren't they? They are three and a half point favorites against Tom Brady's Tampa Bay cool. Buccaneers, who you mentioned um, are 25% of the ridiculous stat that Adam Schefter tweeted out on mm. Friday morning. A uh, huge win um, on Monday night that that really did kind of, you know, I, w- I would say took the Bucks from life support to like the ICU. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? They were like right there. You know what I mean? And now they're they're still, you know, kind of wavering, but they are definitely alive. They are the leaders in the NFC South. They should win this game. I know they're dogs, but like, go no. go beat the go beat the last pick in the draft. Bucks. You're supposed to have this amazing defense. Like, go do it. Quit quit messing around. I mean, I would love it if the Bucks lost this game, but I, I just I don't see that happening. I, I saw you pick the Niners. I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah. I'm, mm. I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm taking especially with the points. I, I know that Brock Purdy and the Niners beat the Dolphins last week, but like I just don't. I mean, that's such a hard thing to like. We're talking about we can't count on the Mike White experience to, to you know, sustain itself week to week. How is the Brock Purdy experience going to sustain itself? I mean, that 49ers defense is just so good, though. And right. man, the Bucks look so pathetic. Agreed. Until I, I, that comeback. I, 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 I agree like, with you. It's just I, I can't. The comeback alone does not make me believe in them all of a sudden. So uh, I think the 49ers, it, it often comes back to benefit of the doubt with me. And I think they've earned that with the way their defense sure. has played. I think they can cover this spread because of how few points they do allow. I mean, it, it got lost because obviously the Jimmy G uh, injury like, dominated the fallout of last week's game. But the Dolphins were scoring like 30 in their sleep. No problem. And they just shut them down. So uh, and, and made Tua, who legitimate MVP candidate most of the season, like not look very good at all. So uh, I believe in this 49ers defense right now, especially that pass rush going up against Tom Brady and what he's working with up front. So I yeah, Nick, take, Nick Bosa had what three sacks last week. He yeah, could have three more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So this is I, I trust. And also, I, I saw it when the Eagles lost Carson Wentz and Nick Foles came in. Like there is something to a team like rallying around the, a guy. And it doesn't mean the 49ers are going to go in a Super Bowl run, but I think they know they have to play like that much better. And I think the 49ers have a sports system. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about the 49ers winning this one. Um, maybe they don't cover because like a three point game, but I will I will take the I will give the points. What it's worth, the um, Niners are not placing Jimmy Garoppolo on injured reserve. They have teased the idea of him coming back, That's but they. Dumb. Well, I'm just saying, like, just giving well, you the they, information. I think they have to, too, right? Because there's, like, an activation limit that they have, and they're kind of up against it. I don't know. Uh, you're saying they have to avoid it, is what you're they saying. They have to avoid putting him on there because you can only activate right. so many players from IR, and I don't – I think they're trying to avoid that situation. I do also but. think, like, like his, like, practice abilities are limited, obviously, being on injured reserve. That's why the Cowboys didn't play stack Prescott on injured reserve. They didn't, you know, want to isolate him in that just sense don't. or prohibit but, him yeah. from being a part of things. But – I mean, it worked out for the Cowboys. Maybe it works out for the the Niners. But, okay, that takes us to Sunday night football. We already mentioned our same-game parlay. Um, The Miami Dolphins are favored by three points. This game was flexed into uh, to be placed on um, Sunday night. And um, I don't know why. I'm kind of sick of the Chargers. Um, Look, the Chargers are very annoying. Like, the the Chargers-ness of it all. And that 
I, I allowed that to ripple into Justin Herbert specifically. I, I think that like the, the way people talk about the Chargers is annoying and the way people talk about Justin Herbert can be annoying. They are not a good football team. He like and that, that can be a true statement apart from the fact that he has very, very, very immense talent, but they are not a good football team. Yeah, we don't need like, we, we don't need to be we don't need to have the Chargers nice like to you and forced on us. This. I mean, it's so annoying. The Dolphins are gonna like destroy them. They're gonna own this game. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, I don't think there's much to really feel amazing about with the Chargers, and I do think the Dolphins. So, like, you know how the the Chiefs game was kind of a blip on the radar for the 49ers? Like, their defense has been crazy good, except for that oh, Chiefs game. Yeah, right, right. Like, I mean, part of that's like it's just the Chiefs. Like, you can only do it's Patrick Mahomes. Like, you can only right. do so much, even if you have a really good. Well, the defense. Chargers almost beat him, so like, we got to give them all the credit in the world for that, right? So I think it's, you know, well, it's safe to give the, um, you know, the 49ers, or sorry, the Dolphins some benefit of the doubt from last week's performance and say that's not really who they are as much as they just Agreed. ran to a really, really tough defense. Um, so I think the Dolphins will bounce back here in prime time. I think they will cover. I think they will win. Um, I still believe in the Dolphins despite their loss last week. Yeah, um, this is like your reckoning. This is like Brandon's always believed in Justin mm. Herbert. Brandon has always, for this year, believed in, in in the Dolphins. Like, wow. So you've you've picked a side. Um, I hope that the Chargers wear the gold pants and white jerseys, and that the Dolphins wear the throwbacks. I would love to see that. Dolphins like, they're just their best uniform. It's so I know. clear. Yeah. I mean, eventually they're going to have to go back to them the way the Bucks did and yeah. the way the Browns did, right? Like, it just it, it has to happen at this point in time. Um, wow um okay um one sentence only on monday night football the new england patriots visiting the arizona cardinals patriots giving two points they're two point road favorites against the arizona cardinals who have looked dreadful is anybody even watching the hard knock season on the cardinals but i mean i'm not are you uh, i watched the first like first episode and a half and then hard knocks is one of those things that like if you get behind it's like well, why am I going to go watch this? You know, like I watch game. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's difficult. So um, that being said, one sentence on the end of football. The Cardinals are going to pull off the upset and win outright. Mm, the Cardinals are really bad. The Patriots are a little bit less bad. So the Patriots will win. Steven, give us one sentence on the end of football. Por favor. Ramondre Stevenson is really good and he will win the game for the Patriots. Look at that. All right. Um, does anybody want to offer a message to stats? Stats. No. <laughs> I will say stats. Hi. Just even, yeah, he's not, is he listening? Is he even listening at this point? I don't know. Does he ever listen to these shows? I, I mean, knows? does he really? Um, I don't think so. Oh, he's not on it, so he's not going to listen to it. He only listens to it when he's on it. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say. I know what. Oh, sorry. Uh, Go, this is, the, this is the, the shortest show probably we've done all season it's also the last week we have buys in the regular season this year well it's helpful that six teams are on by um right so that's, that's what i mean it's the last week without or, yeah, with buys um that's a big reason why steven as we leave i would like you to tell us your favorite food to eat on a friday night specifically hmm. uh i feel like pizza is just the easy I mean, way to come on here. yeah yeah. I mean, what like right answer? But like, what kind is it out at a restaurant? Do you want to order like you ordering this in? Like, you know, they're um, I would prefer mood. I would prefer to order it in. You always get pizza at home as opposed to going somewhere and eating it. You would always rather eat it at home, right? Yeah, Friday uh, night, you're tired. Yeah. It's a long week. Come yeah. on, you got to rest. And- 
there's I, I'm a I'm a local pizza guy. I try not to go to chain places. So Waldo Pizza here in Kansas City is fantastic. You ever call it a pie? You ever like one of those people? Like, can I get a pie? Like, no, no, I'm not a pie guy. <laughs> okay, um, I'm not a pie guy either. Let's leave. Let's get out of here. We went on way too long. <laughs> All right, come with me. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.